destination. Hopefully my son can throw better than a uh, backup wide receiver like Lamar Jackson. But apparently Dak can float your boat. I don't know. I just think that's funny. He's tall, he's handsome, and he's good at football. I'm talking about Josh Allen. Minus two for saying that you were a... Titans uh, fan there for a second. Uh, I'm not a fan. Two on that. Mine's two. You need to buy him a Whopper and watch him eat it on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, America. Okay, we are back again. It's Destination Football, Stone Cold Padre on the ones and twos. Bob and Jake are back with me again. What's going on, America? What's going on, America? I'm back in uh, Pennsylvania. No longer in uh, Kentucky. No so, longer in Kentucky. Great. Back in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. yep. Howdy, That's boys. Great. Howdy, America. Hello, Jake America. Back again. So I was uh, I was speaking with the Oracle, who, by the way. For those who are wondering, will not be back on the podcast anytime soon. He has hauled up in his dark place, and he is he is still working on that third eye. He said he's got a lot of work to do this this season for his fantasy football leagues, and cannot dedicate that time to the podcast, which is okay. We understand. But I was talking to the Oracle the other day, and he was saying how much he likes Jake as a host on the podcast, and I I said, yeah, absolutely. Um. And I, I, I said to him that Who this was our like dynamic. The Thank you. Thank you. We said this was, I said that this was our dynamic, that we are like the cast of It's Always Sunny. We have Bob, who's the wild card. He's our Charlie. You know what I'm saying? We have, Jake. We have Jake, who is very well-spoken, but also overly passionate about the things he likes, which is the Chargers. And then there's me, who is the dentist, because reason will prevail. But also, I'll go on an angry rant at any minute. You just wait. So that's our dynamic here, and I think it works really well. Just keep the rubber gloves out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I know you want to use them. They're my tools. They're my, my tools. <laughs> All right. Let's start Wild off card. our week two preview show with some keep trade cut. Keep trade cut. All right, our first keep trade cut is going to be James Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, and A.J. Dillon. All right, this is easy for me. Keep James Robinson. Um, I think the touches is evident in that Jaguars offense. Trade Zeke, you could still get good value for him, and I'd cut A.J. Dillon. Um, Just listening to the uh, McAfee podcast again, uh, Rodgers was on, um, talking about, how they wanted to get Aaron Jones the ball more. They know they needed to get 33 the ball more, but they also, he did say he wants to get 28, but in my view, I'd keep the, uh, the starters or trade the starter and uh, cut the backup. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I hate to, uh, I hate to agree as much, but totally agree. That's fine because I disagree. I would keep AJ Dillon. I think he has the highest ceiling of this group. And if Aaron Jones were to get injured, Absolute liftoff 
for A.J. Dillon. He's a top five running back in that scenario. I would trade James Robinson right now after two big weeks. He was very inefficient this past week, scored on a long touchdown, which saved his day. But I think now is the time to trade high on James Robinson. And I would cut Ezekiel Elliott uh, of this group. He's the one I would least rather have. And I don't think that the trade market is going to be very high for Ezekiel Elliott. Don't agree. That's yeah, fine. I think That's I think Robinson's good. Robinson saved. I remember his rookie I year. Agree. He's, he's, he saved my league. I just I I, like I agree. He is he is very good, but he's not a league winner, which I think AJ Dillon has the potential to be. Uh, so I, if I I think you could get more right now for James Robinson than any of the three on this list coming off the back to back weeks. You believe that you could get more in a trade right now for Ezekiel Elliott than James Robinson? Yes. Yeah. I would love to play in, in fantasy leagues with people that you well, guys. We play got in two guys. We got two guys that agree. No, Wait, explain I to do me not why. Agree with that. Explain to me Ezekiel why Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's running like five yards a carry. Everything he's he has done's been good. Total yards on the season. Okay. Well, the team has dealt with some situations, including their quarterback has broken hand. I would love to pull Twitter on this because I think that more people would rather have James right. Robinson well, than Ezekiel Elliott. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to pull Twitter and we'll Please it do out. it. Please do it. Yeah. Wait, just one last thing on this. So if you're building a team right now, this year, you would take James Robinson over Zeke. If it was just one, one, one run. 100%. Wow. Without a question. Zeke with a bum knee is still faster that's than James absurd. Robinson. That's absurd. That's absurd. James Robinson's a better runner than Ezekiel no, is at this no, point in his career. He's yes, not. he is. 100%. He is not. 100%. He is not a better runner. No. This is your Jaguars pass. You said I was passionate. Yeah. Look at this Jaguars fan coming out. Wow. I, I honestly, I, 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 I passionately disagree with, with both of you right now, which is fine. That's what this podcast is about. Come on. Zeke has had a very nice start to the year. And he did a very nice start to last year, and he got hurt. That was a very large part of the reason that he – He's averaging 50 yards a game. That's a nice start. He looks like a power ranger. What do you want him to do? I don't understand. I don't understand what you want him to do. He's put in a situation with a quarterback that cannot – Maybe catch some passes. Maybe you have more than negative seven receiving yards. That would help. What's Robinson's catch? How many catches does he have? He's getting three, four a game. Mm. Well, I think that they're both in the same boat with ETN, and then there's Pollard with Dallas. So, I don't know, man. ETN's usage and snaps have gone down from week one. Week one, 50-50 split. Week two, 64% James Robinson. Looks like we agree to disagree on this one, boys. That's fair. Let's move on. No, Rashad, two of us agree. Two of us agree. Rashad, oh, I'm just saying well, sides. Well, if there's three people on a podcast and there's a disagreement, <laughs> two of them are going to agree on that disagreement. Well, tomorrow morning, Twitter will decide. Please pull Twitter. I got to hear You it. know what? I officially switched to A.J. Dillon. I take him over the both of them. So how about that, boys? Same, <laughs> same. I would rather have A.J. Dillon. Uh, we'll That's why I kept A.J. Dillon. So we'll all disagree. The, uh... <laughs> All right, let's move on. Rashad Bateman, DK Metcalf, and Elijah Moore. I would uh, keep 
Rashad Bateman. I would uh, trade uh, DK Metcalf, and I would uh, – what was the other option? With Elijah, Elijah Moore. Yeah, Elijah Moore. He's the third option. Same order. For- I think you're gonna get you're gonna get a very good you're gonna get something for DK Metcalf. I think he has some value, um, but he has not shown it. I think Rashad Bateman and um, Lamar Jackson has proven to be a pretty good combination, so I trust that. Uh, and Elijah Moore, I'll keep him around. I don't really know. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll I'll switch up on this one. I think that uh, you cut Elijah Moore, but I would actually keep DK and then trade Rashad Bateman. I have kind of the same feeling that Rashad Bate that you did about um, was I think James Robinson when you said that he had a good couple of games and then it's a good uh, good value for him right now. I think you could get something pretty good for Rashad. Um, and I I'm actually I'm a huge DK Metcalf fan. It's a long season. I want I I'd have to keep him. Um, I'm just very high on him. I think he's a beast. I know the quarterback situation is terrible, but let's see them play some more teams where they can throw the ball around more, and uh, maybe he can get some big balls, um, some deep catches too. But um, yeah, definitely cutting more. I am. Uh, I think we need to have a we need to have another podcast because I'm so blown away that you have James Robinson over Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's any question. You can laugh about it all you want. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's have, let's bet on it then, Bob. Who finishes? Twitter, Twitter, who finishes higher go. in fantasy football there this year, James go. Robinson or Ezekiel Elliott? We got a we got a whopper on it. Let's go. We got a whopper on it. We'll I, I would. I would put. Um, I would put a, a king sized meal on it. Yeah. Do it, Bob. James Robinson 100% oh, finishes in. higher in fantasy football than Ezekiel Elliott. Guaranteed. Wow. Okay. That wasn't the question. That's this is what, what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. What no, do you I'm mean? A, That's I'm what we're talking now. about. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm switching sides. We were talking about whether or not Twitter would agree that Ezekiel Elliott should be the guy you take. Not whether or not they got yeah. the argument was who has more trade value. That's the argument. Well, that doesn't matter when it comes to who is gonna have more points. I think it it's, depends I think on it's what Robinson's the answer in. both times. I think Robinson's the answer both times. Like we gotta Charlie move on from this, question. Bob. We gotta move on from this. Put it I on Twitter, we'll figure it out. All right, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Core Daryl Patterson. All right, uh, I'm going to keep Miles Sanders. I'm going to trade Antonio Gibson, and I'm going to cut Cordarrelle Patterson, even though I hate this. Like, these three guys, I would never want to get rid of. Um, it's hard, but I think Gibson right now, he had a bad game, but he did score, so that was good. Um, I think he's going to – Still keep some value, so I think you could trade him. But I'm really high on Miles Sanders. I always have been. I uh, He's a Penn State guy, not going to lie here. But also, I think the Eagles are going to be very good this year. So, just right oh, in a row. Fuck the Eagles. Ah, fuck the Eagles. Um, Dude, they are going to be good. Fuck the Eagles. Um, no, I'm going with uh, – I'm actually going with Booby. It's not his nickname, but I'm just going to make it work. I'm just going to keep talking to Zixon. Booby Gibson. 
Um, Miles Sanders is Booby Sanders. Did you not know that? No, that's his real. No, they literally just kept that is his true nickname. Shots for the Cavaliers. I'm just gonna keep talking Booby Gibson into existence until. until... (laughs) You're using the wrong. I can't stop laughing because Rich. All right, I'm going with Booby Gibson. He's the guy I'm going to keep. I'm going to trade Miles Sanders because obviously his uh, trade value is just going to drop. And then uh, who is the third guy? Patterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, drop Patterson. Yeah, definitely cutting Patterson. Uh, I was pretty split on the Sanders-Antonio Gibson. I think I'd rather have Gibson right now because he's, you know, Miles Sanders, it seems like they still use all three of those guys, Boston Scott and uh, Kenny Gainwell, whereas Antonio Gibson seems to be getting the majority of snaps and he's seeing plenty of targets. So I would probably rather have Gibson and trade high on Sanders after a, a, a couple of solid games. I have I heard of somebody say to me today at work, tell me if you guys agree with this. That Jalen Hurts is the most selfish quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he says, "Sure, why can't he let one of his running backs run it in on the goal line? Why does he have to keep it and run it in himself every time? I'm sure that's his decision every time, well, too. I, I agree with that. I some, disagree. Some oh, yeah, as he leads his so team to a 2-0 season. Let Miles Sanders run it in. No, Jalen All Hurts right. is uh, – is blossoming before our eyes. Hey, All right. Daddy Trayvon Hurts is coming in two weeks. One thing, though, I just want to throw one thing about Gibson is, is once Brian Robinson's, like, officially soldered his bullet wounds and he comes back, he could be the comeback player. So there's still I, that. There's I just still that. don't, I just he don't hasn't think torn Brian Robinson is going to do it this year. I think, I no. think next year I think they're going to move that way. But I don't think Brian Robinson's going to come back after eight weeks after getting shot in the leg and the hip. And be the lead back. I just don't I just, see that. It's a tough one to come back from. Um, I uh, I agree. Booby Gibson, main one, man. We'll see. Booby, we're gonna find. <laughs> we're gonna find out. All right, let's move on to some start sit decisions. <laughs> All right, let's get into some start sit decisions. We are gonna start with Jeff Wilson Jr. taking on the Denver Broncos. Or Clyde Edwards Elaire against the Colts. Um I go Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um the Colts look pretty 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 bad. Um Jeff Wilson. I just I don't trust that offense right now to just make him the main back. Um so I'd sit him. It's close, but I like Edwards Hilaire. I think they got a lot of gadget plays um where he gets a, some catches, maybe a touchdown. Um yeah, right now still, I like CEH. Uh, I'm thinking Jeff Wilson, guys. Jeff Wilson had 20 opportunities this past week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not getting that on any week. And uh, uh, Jeff Wilson's <laughs> backup this past week, Ty Davis-Price, He's hit it. he hit the injury report. He's going to miss several weeks. That leaves undrafted rookie Jordan Mason – as the next running back up for San Francisco, I think it's all Jeff Wilson for San Francisco this week. Next one, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, maybe less interesting when I saw who Tua was facing. Tua's taking on the Bills or Aaron Rodgers against Tampa Bay. 
Uh, I'm taking Rodgers every day. I think the uh, those two defenses are really good. I think Tua had a spot game, in my opinion, um, and I think he kind of gets put back down to reality this week. So sit Tua. I'm I'm doubling in on Tua. I think Tua answers the bell, and he wins the game. That's very interesting. That when I put this in, I was trying to capitalize on the big week from Tua. And you took the bait. I would still go with Aaron Rodgers. Very tough <laughs> matchup against Tampa Bay. But I would – I hate that I have to start Tua this week against Buffalo, personally. Next one, Curtis Samuel taking on the Philadelphia Eagles or Marquise Brown against the Rams. I think Curtis Samuel. I think he's proved – I think you start Curtis Samuel. I think uh, he's proved that he's going to be pretty integral in that offense. If he doesn't get hurt, I saw him get like destroyed several times during that game. I don't understand why he's such like a proponent of just getting absolutely smacked. Um, but Marquise Brown, just, it feels like there may be just too many options um, in Arizona and uh, Kyler likes to run a lot. Plus after that drop ball, I think uh, if, I don't know if you guys saw that he had that drop, um, I know that they won the game, but uh, he has had drop issues in the past. So if this comes back to light and the team doesn't really look at him all too much, plus Greg Dortch did not slow down. So I'm going Samuel. I thought about putting Greg Dortch on the ad again, but since we talked about him last week, I left him off. I'm not sold on his. I my wife's home. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sold on his long-term production. So that's fair. I would two start Curtis Samuel getting the running back opportunities and the wide receiver opportunities that he's getting in Washington. He was their leading receiver this past week and he's seen, he's seen the most targets. So I would go with Curtis Samuel in this discussion. All right. We all agreed on something for once on this podcast. That's fantastic. Uh, I like disagreeing also. So let's keep that energy up. Let's move on to the starts of the week and the sits of the week. All right, starts and sits of the week. We're going to start at quarterback like we always do with Jake. Yeah, I uh, I think you start Jalen Hurts. It's very obvious um, versus Washington. Um, I think my start was pretty easy. I was trying to, like, find something. But Jalen Hurts to me is – is I just wanted to talk about him, to be honest with you. We have yeah. talked about him now. I want to talk um, about him too. That's, that's why I really put him down here because, to me, it is an obvious start. Um, you can go with a few guys here, but Hurts to me, I think is blossoming. Um, I've been such, I've liked Jalen Hurts since he was at Alabama and he won a national championship as a freshman. Um, they talked about his leadership. They talked about the way that he plays, the way that he is like an active learner. Everything Kyler Murray is not. Um, and I think that people hype Kyler Murray up a lot. And I think Hurts is surpassing him. And yes, I'm saying that Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray, if that's what I'm getting at. Um, just really, Dig. really like the guy. There's Dig. Um, yeah. Well, you don't you don't think so. I agree right now. At this point in their careers, Jake, I agree. I think Kyler Murray has a higher ceiling, but if he's not gonna work for it, he's not gonna achieve it. And Jalen Hurts is working for it. Yep. But um, yeah, and then I'll go to my sit. And this is the uh this is the age old question. Is this Tom Brady's year to finally stop being uh 
the uh, 5,000 yard passer and 40 touchdown guy. And I think it is, um, I think he's settling down into his role as the game manager, Tom Brady, probably the best game manager of all time, if it is that year. Um, but I think you sit in against green Bay, green Bay prove that they can play the, uh, play the pass. Um, the defense looked good. Um, plus Jair Alexander is a beast. And with Mike Evans out, um, he's going to have that suspension. And then I don't know if, uh, Chris Godwin's coming back. They picked up Cole Beasley. So they're going to have two five, eight, five, nine slot receivers out there with Cole Beasley and, uh, Scotty Miller playing. So and I see, uh, Gage. yeah, Russell Gage, the guy that, uh, is way overrated in my opinion. So yeah, you didn't hear any noise about him in Atlanta and there's reason oh, for that. So don't say that I'm sitting Tom. Lot. Don't say that too much because he is my starter from the streamers hey, group. But, it's just, okay. it's just my opinion, man. It's just my opinion. Listen. <laughs> you can speak your piece when we get there, Bob. Uh, I'm going to do my starts and sits of the week. You did your sit, right? Yeah, Tom Brady. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, agree. Sit Tom Brady this week. All right, the running back start of the week for me is David Montgomery taking on Houston. Big week last week, and obviously the Bears have no interest in throwing the ball. So David Montgomery's going to get it a lot. Houston was third last against the rush last season. Or I'm sorry, third last to start this season and finished second to last last season. You run all day on, on Houston, and I think David Montgomery is going to do that. And I'm sitting James Conner this week against the Rams. James Conner is off to a very inefficient start to the season. 51 yards on just 17 carries. If they do not get onto the goal line, James Conner is almost useless. Uh, I don't like the matchup this week against the Rams, who were fifth last season against the Rush. I'm sitting James Conner this week. Bob, give us your wide receivers. Yeah, my my start of the week is uh, Devontae Adams against the Titans. I was a big fan of the Titans, but they don't seem to be able to stop anybody, so I'm going with Devontae Adams. My uh, sit of the week is um, Christian Kirk. No offense, Ramsey. Maybe a little pat on the back for Jake because that's his team. Um but, you know, the the Chargers were a top 10 team last year. They've been able to stop number one receivers. I think they're going to be able to do a very good job against Christian Kirk. Um, I think he's going to have a tough day. I think the Jaguars may win the game. I do believe in the Jaguars, but I think it's going to be a tough game for them with Christian Kirk. I'm not sure that they're going to win the game, and I think this is a good time to bring it up. Uh, I just want to see as a Jaguars fan again. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the game. I think the chances are slim. I want to see them go out to LA and be competitive yeah, against one of the best teams in the AFC and prove that they belong on the field with them. Again, I don't think that they're going to win. I just want to see them go up there and compete. And I want to see Christian Kirk prove that he's matchup proof. That it doesn't matter who they're facing. You start Christian Kirk. And I think this is the type of week for him to prove that. Uh, I don't mind the sit call. I don't mind that at all. He could go up there and get three for 30. But I want to see it as a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to see Christian Kirk prove that he's matchup proof and that he is an elite wide receiver because he looks like it early in the season. 
No, I I'm not. Jaguars may win on Sunday. Yeah, I haven't watched the uh, Jaguars this year. Unfortunately, I've watched highlights, obviously. But um, does Kirk play exclusively in the slot, or does he move all around? He moves all around, and he's leading yeah. the NFL in receiving against man coverage. Yeah. Okay. Because um, all I have to say about the Chargers is if he does play in the slot, we have Bryce Callahan, um, and he's like renowned as like a slot stopper. Like that's why the Chargers got him this year. Um, I would be more afraid of an outside guy, but since he moves around, he could have that opportunity. Um, I like the Chargers back end, obviously. I'm going to sit here and say you have no chance against them, but I do like that you said competitive. However, I think that they're pretty pissed off. They lost Thursday. Um, it was away. I think they're coming back home, and they want to prove a point because right now, if uh, they don't prove that point, people could question how good they really are, which is uh, going to piss me off even more because they're fucking so good, and I'm so excited for this year. So just a little needs... bit worse. I'm worried, Chiefs. Though I'm worried. No, they're What's... they're very good. They're just a little bit worse than the Chiefs. I disagree. They should have beat the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs just won that game off. Of a ma- they they won that game off of a magical pick six because Gerald Everett needed to come out, or he needs to sack up and fucking run his routes. I like Gerald Everett. Don't get me into this right now. They are better than the Chiefs, and they're going to prove it this week against the Jaguars, who are a good team. That it's gonna be, it's gonna, you know what I'm gonna say? It's gonna be a 35 to 10 game. That's what it's gonna be. It won't be. It will I, be a uh, 23. I think the, I do think the Chargers will win. Um, they will win 23 to 17. That's what I wouldn't mind that. as a Jaguars fan. I would like to see them lose in a competitive game. But I would hey, love to see them hey win. hold I just on. Don't see, it's gonna happen. But hold on, Ramsey. Um, but they did lose their Chargers, the MVP of the whole league. They lost by a little bit. So, we'll come over there. Put, somebody needs to hold Bob down tonight. All right. Also, wait, I want to throw one thing in there about Ramsey or sit. James Conner is a definite check the injury wire on him, by the way, because he's a definite sit if he's still on there. I know he did get yeah. hurt that game. So Definitely. just, yeah. But uh, if it's not James Conner, sit whoever his backup is. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the streamer of the week. I'm streaming. Oh, I'm gonna stream. All right, Jake, we're gonna start it off at quarterback again. Who is the stream of the week? All right, um, I'm going to talk about this guy a little later, so I'll leave him out because I have two guys here. But I'll go with uh, Mac Jones versus Baltimore. I actually think uh, after watch, I'm just going to go off of it. I think after seeing how abysmal their pass defense was um, and how Mac Jones has gone over 200 yards passing in each of his games, it looks like the, uh, the Patriots are throwing it a bit more than three times. Um, so I think uh, Mac Jones could you know, surprise some people and have a bigger game against Baltimore. That's fair. Yep. When I was looking at picking up a, a wide receiver, I said, "Who's playing Baltimore this week?" Uh, I'm I'm on board. You know what? Mac Jones had a pretty solid game this week. If Nelson Aguilar is going up and getting the ball, why not? My running back streamer of the week is Naheem Hines taking on Kansas City. This is because I expect the Colts to be behind, and he is the pass catching running back. He did catch five balls and six targets this past week against Jacksonville, and uh, I. I think that he actually outpointed Jonathan Taylor this week, which is crazy. And I think that could be a similar situation this week. I don't know why they don't throw it to Jonathan Taylor, but they don't. 
Russell my guy Gage. was Russell Gage. That is the last man standing in the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And especially with uh, Mike Evans sitting out, I think he's going to get a lot more pass passes thrown to him. He got six on Sunday against the uh, Saints. I think he's going to get more thrown to him. I think he's going to be the main pass catcher. Um, I would definitely advise to bring him on your team. Fair enough. I don't mind. Let's move it on to some bold predictions. All right, bold predictions. And I have a bold prediction. My bold prediction is there will be more points scored in the Eagles Commodores matchup than in the Bills and the Dolphins matchup. I'm seeing some pretty poor defense from Washington, but also an offense that can put up a whole heck of a lot of points. And I just think that the a high rise the Bills and the Dolphins offenses are are going to come to a head in the same game, and uh, it's going to be a little bit low scoring than we're expecting, maybe a 24-21 type matchup as opposed to the both in the high 30s, which is probably what's – I'm expecting that over-under to probably be about 65 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I could see this happening. Um, I, I could see like Philadelphia taking like a thirty-one ten lead because if we're going yeah, off trends of this yeah, past week, taking a thirty-one ten lead and then magically Carson starts coming back, uh, and it turns into like a thirty-five thirty-eight uh type of game again. Um, and then the Bills, the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins could get humbled here. I think they may just have a big head. Um, and the Bills defense is absolutely amazing. Um, and they take down. Two is, you know, like I said, I think he's kind of average. And uh, they bring him back to earth, and it could happen. But yet again, after what we saw last week, that that Bills offense and that Dolphins offense, man, they have playmakers, and they could put up a lot of points. So Bills this is a risky one. The Bills are really – the Bills are really good. The Bills are really good. I love watching the Bills play on both sides of the ball. The Bills are fantastic. really good, and so are the Dolphins. The Dolphins are really good. I, Maybe. I think the Dolphins sold. are really good. I'm not sold. We're going to find out, though. This week, this week specifically, playing the Bills, we're going to find out just what the Dolphins wow. are made of. If the Dolphins hey, uh, even keep close this week against the Bills, I'll buy these, it. As I've said on both of these podcasts that we've done this week, fuck the Eagles. So, I'm cool with that. This guy has a bias, people. America, this guy has a Dallas bias. Keep that in mind. Wild card. All right, Bob, give us your bold prediction this week. My bold prediction is that the Detroit Lions are going to score 30 points and they're going to win the game this week. I think that uh, I, I'm totally, as much as I was sold two weeks ago against on the uh, Minnesota Vikings, I'm not going to say two weeks ago, when we made the predictions, maybe it was two weeks ago, maybe it wasn't. Um, I'm totally not buying the Minnesota Vikings anymore. They looked like a pile of shit last week. Uh, Monday, the Minnesota or the Detroit Lions have looked very good offensively. Uh, Jared Goff has looked good to the point that we may need to have a conversation on this podcast. He's looked good. Amaran St. Brown's looked good. DeAndre Swift looked good. 
Um, Hawkinson's look good. The Detroit Lions look good. And I think they're going to win. Overreaction Tuesday. It just takes one bad game to go. turn on the wild Vikings. card. Wild card, baby. Wild card. All right. I mean, I don't mind it. The Lions offense looks really good. Uh, will, will they beat Minnesota? Well, uh, last find week out. you told me my hot take was not hot enough. So here we go. We're getting Let's hot. Go. Let me tell you, man. Let me tell you, man. We're going to listen to some ACDC in the locker room. We're going to take off those kneecaps and take down those Vikings. <laughs> MCDC, let's go. <laughs> All right, Jake, give us your bold prediction. All right, so go with me on this. But I think the Jets are surprising people. And I think Joe Flacco outperforms Joe Burrow. And it's going to be a test of who's the better Jets. And in my, and in my opinion, I this week – I believe Flacco takes down Cincy because it's just – I don't know what's happening. Cincinnati cannot get it together. They lost to a Pittsburgh team, in my opinion, that wasn't very good. Um, they lost – I mean, they were doing nothing on offense against Dallas. And if they can't figure it out, I think that there's an opportunity for Joe Flacco here to actually put up some more points. He's been doing excellent. I think he had 26. Or he way outperformed his past two weeks. I think he does it again. Um, Cincinnati's defense – while decent, um, has not been as good as they should have been. Uh, they have some playmakers on that side of the ball. But before last season, people would have said Cincy's defense absolutely stunk. So I think Flacco takes down uh, Cincy this week. Cincinnati's rebuilt offensive line has not been holding up. That's for sure. Terrible. Joe Perot is still I, on his back. As a, Joe Mixon as a Jets fan, lanes. that's that's a lot to take in, too. I don't see that one happening, but. Okay. Well, I mean, it's called, a, it's called bold for a reason there. <laughs> oh, my no, God. No, I feel you. I'm just telling you. I, I mean, the Jets, the Jets offense looks pretty good. They have no faith in their defense. That's obvious. But if, if they can get to the quarterback because Cincinnati's offensive line can't hold up, I mean, Jesus Christ, crazier things have happened. That's for sure. I look at it this way too. I mean, they did a better. The Jets' defense did a better job of containing Lamar than the Dolphins That's had. That's true. And I think that the uh, the Cleveland. I mean, they just couldn't stop Nick Chubb from getting in the end zone. It wasn't like the Cleveland had uh, the Browns had like some crazy offensive day. Um, true. So I don't know. I just like I said, I, I could I could see this week. Like yet again, are, am I taking Joe Burrow over Joe Flacco? Of course, Joe Burrow is my starting quarterback in my fantasy league. That's probably why I put him here because he's pissing me off. But <laughs> Joe Flacco's elite. Flacco could do it. Hey, Joe Flacco He's late, man. He's late. He's late. Joe Flacco for MVP. Destination football. 